Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. Welcome to the Men's Marriage Repair Workshop. Today's conversation is on Lesson 18, which means we are now four weeks into the Season 1. Now, that doesn't mean you're actually four weeks into Season 1, because in your amazing presider wisdom, as you've approached the end of season four in a circular fashion, and you've gone down your checklist, you have seen with great personal revelation wisdom that it is unwise to push things into season one. Now, may I remind you, because all y'alls are doing this already, which is to use the Mosiah chapter 2 concept of, Babe, I would love to bring you a buffalo down from the mountains, but I was not able to find one. I don't have one yet. Or, Babe, I would love to ask you on a date this week, but I'm not done with season four, so I won't be asking you on a date this week. Gentlemen, if you have not done so, there's this concept called modern technology, that if you have a hard time remembering asking your wife on a date or letting her know you won't be asking her on a date, please set a reminder for yourself. Now, if you're really a cheater, now what I mean by cheater is you know how to maximize the value of modern technology. They do have apps now that will send pre-scheduled weekly text messages And you can just set a scheduled text message to go to your wife saying, as much as I would like to take you on a date this week, I have not yet finished my season four work. Now, the problem is when you have that going for three years straight and you have not finished your season four work for three years. Okay, I was talking to a woman earlier today, and we discussed that when a man goes up into the mountain, It is likened to a woman who has married a fisherman, an ocean fisherman, and he goes off to fish for fish. Now, guys, if a woman was your sister and her husband was a fisherman and he said, I'll be back in a week and it's been four weeks, how much longer do you recommend she wait for him before she move on as if he is dead? You do not have to answer that question, but I do want you to think about it. If you had a sister whose husband was a fisherman and he had gone out into season four for an unknown length of time, 
if she isn't hearing from him that he's still functional and is still planning to come back, how long would you recommend she wait for him? I'd like you to put actually in the chat, how many days or weeks would you encourage your sister to wait for a guy who has gone off fishing, said he'd be back in a week, and she has not heard from him? One extra week. Anyone else? Report a missing person after the, we're not talking about reporting. We're talking about how long for her. Come on, we only have to do two months. We got a two months vote right there. One more. Who can put in an answer next? How long? I agree with one week. All right. Now, gentlemen, with that in mind, if you are not inviting your wife out on a date, you are not in this marriage. You are still out to sea somewhere. How long has it been since you've asked her or told her you're still out fishing, you're not back yet? Okay. How long has it been since you invited her? Now, has a great crash and burn story for us today. All right. I haven't heard the story. I just heard there is a story. Okay. Now, before you answer, I want you to get in your frontal lobe, not your animal brain. I know you know how to do this. Okay, all right, let's set the stage for today. See, week, week 14, we talked about the final check-in. All right, this is where we don't even try for season one unless we've gone down that checklist. You do not get to get on the basketball court. You don't get to get on the football field until you pass the health check to see if you can get onto into the field. Does anyone have any questions about how to use the checklist? All right. Because we want to make sure people don't try to, season one is a lot of work, and people can get hurt, and we want to make sure you're ready, okay? You're probably going to get hurt, but we want you as durable as we can. Lecture 15 was about the most common satanic attack, the double death spiral. Anyone have any questions about how Satan creates those? Anyone familiar with them? You want to make a comment on what that's like? Miserable. Give us like a play, like what happens to you and what do you observe in her? Now, can we first, I, here's what I check with men is, is there any way we can blame her for starting it? All right. So what is the first message in your head that attempts to blame her? Was it helpful to be aware of their science behind it? So what we want to do now is do a, a reflect section and see, is there any, what can I do to keep my side from getting worse? And we hope that she'll do the same. Okay, good work. Okay. 16 was the orientation of season one of what it's going to be like. We walked up this, the pyramid of intimacy. Last week we, or yeah, last week we talked about first dates, or at least we started talking about them a little bit. Gentlemen, one of the most important things about first dates is that you have to enter them with the born again mentality of, you can't treat her like the woman she used to be any more than you want her to treat you like the man you used to be. This is one of the hardest parts. We talked about football. We talked about other sports where no matter how bad the last play was, no matter how bad things went, you've got to come with a mental clean slate. And may I recommend, brethren, for the first handful of times, bring a written script for the way you're going to ask her. I reviewed this with the women again, and they all said, 
yes, they would totally receive a written script, except for one of you whose wife seems to have some issue with written scripts, and he and I know who he is, so he's the only exempt person. Okay? Everyone else should bring a written script, even if you hide it in your pocket and you never use it, because the brain gets more scared. And I'm actually okay for the first few, time, first few times if you actually ask her in a written form. Even if you're long distance, can long distance people go on dates? Absolutely they can. We have proof of it all the time with people who start working on second marriages between divorces. Of course they find ways to meet up and have long conversations, talk about cool things. Of course you can date without with being long distance. If you're separated, that is no reason to say you cannot date. Even if you're separated by several states like some of you are. One of the things I hope that these lessons do for you is, for all of you is to function as a tuning fork so that when you bring your situation, you can look to this and go, I think I did better than I used to do, but am I really where I want to be now? When we hit the tuning fork, did I bring situational empathy to the situation? And if I did not, what kept me from doing so? And what can I do better next time? I'm going to bounce back to you, Robert. Have you had time to revisualize the scenario and run it through situational empathy instead of what happened. So in uh, other words, if you had been if you had been ready, if you were ready to bring situational empathy and you were not caught off guard, can you replay the story of how it might have gone? You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I've put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40-lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you'll find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available 
as we would like therapists to be. Please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.